Johnny. Thanks for yes, joining sir. me, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. Uh, we uh, uh, got our first cold front that came through last okay. night. Dropped the temperatures down, dropped the humidity down. Absolutely wonderful. Had Thank an you. event yesterday, so I'm doing great. Besides, How was the event? Uh, it was amazing. So it was a um, uh, a local real estate. There's a guy here that started a uh, a local. Uh, boutique style real estate company called JLA. Okay. And um, uh, they are some of the top performing agents. And I know people say that a lot, but this really is, it's a special click of uh, agents. There's about 1500 JLA agents now. And I got in with them some time ago and I've got friends over there, but one of the guys that runs a local JLA audience, I'm sorry, uh, uh, office reached out to me and said, I've got some newer agents and they're having some issues right now with this market and what it's done and things like that. Is there any way you could help me out and show them what you do? And we went out there yesterday and beautiful venue, uh, absolutely gorgeous venue and uh did one of our events and it was a small intimate one it was like 41 or 42 agents i think nice and it just went absolutely wonderful and these guys you know they're actually doing things and getting business while we're in there and and what was really great about this one is you know sometimes when you do this you'll end up with agents that are just there because they have nothing else to do Sure. These were agents that were there. It was a young group. It was just powerhouse people. So it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of energy shared. So they were looking for a little direction, a little help, and they weren't looking for a bag of magic beans. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. Nice. Awesome. Well, how about you? you? How for are you? In. What's that? How are you? I haven't. We I'm haven't. Well. We haven't done this in a week. I I was on stage and yeah, um, yeah. I've Indiana. been. Got I've been hard COVID. at work at a little at a little <laughs> refresh of the studio here. Gonna be spending a lot more time in here, creating a lot more content in the near future, which is the main topic of the conversation uh, for the podcast, actually. So those of you who are watching, thank you for tuning in to the Fly the Flag podcast. Welcome to Fly the Flag, a mortgage show that talks to mortgage people about mortgage things with your hosts, Johnny Fowler. And Mike Ferrossi. And sorry to disappoint you. We're the only mortgage people on the show today. We don't have any special guests this time. It's just me and Johnny's mugs that you're going to have to put up with. But we're going to talk about some great mortgage things and content being one of them. Content and reach and connecting with whoever it is that you want to connect with from a virtual standpoint of it's just increased the reach for everybody so much uh, being able to connect online through whether it's social media or content publishing or whatever it is that you do. And I'm making a push personally to get out there and produce more content. And I have some decent ideas of what what I'm going to be doing. Um, A lot of this is more for podcasting and live streaming. And that's, that's part of what I want to do. I'm going to set up, my own subscription for a, a stream yard or a restream or a melon type of serv- uh, service that's going to let me go live simultaneously on a whole bunch of different platforms. So my YouTube channel is going to be going live at the same time as my LinkedIn, at the same time as my Twitter, at the same time as my Facebook, at the same time as maybe even a Twitch channel if I want to set that up. And the whole idea 
behind that is for me to promote not just personal brand, but under my personal brand, I like to help out mortgage professionals. The personal brand of Mike Ferrasi isn't trying to get out there and, and generate leads and get borrowers. I want to get out there and educate mortgage professionals, both new and old, anybody who needs a little bit of help anywhere in the industry. I want to be able to do that, whether it's help, help push them over the edge to create their own content or help them learn a new program type that they're unfamiliar with. Or, I mean, heck, we're, we're getting two one buy downs coming back these days. How long has it been since we've heard terms like that? 20 years. You know, so anybody who's gotten in the business in the last 15 to 20 years has no idea what a buy down is or yep. why it could be beneficial for a borrower or how it could actually help them rewind the clock a little bit and get into that house today and hedge their bets a little bit moving forward. I feel like live streaming can do a lot of that because the comments allow you to run basically a Q&A session. Mm -hmm. And that's the personal brand side of things for me. It's going to be podcasting and, and live streaming. And that's that's the initial thoughts anyway. And then for the company brand that I'm building, the super loans brand, that's more of a direct to consumer, educate the consumer. So we, we have a YouTube channel set up for that. Uh, we're putting a lot of good educational content there, but I'm also going to be diving into Instagram reels for the first time ever. I've never posted a reel before. So this is going to be a new, a new type of thing, but I'm hoping that that short little bite size, 20, 30, 40 seconds uh, type of content will just kind of perk somebody up. And if it perks somebody up and, and gets them interested then maybe that's somebody who will reach out via DM and ask a few questions or somebody who will find the YouTube channel for more long form educational content or, or whatever it is. But I'm only one dude. This is a, this is a one man show over here and I'm missing something. And that's what I want to talk to you about. What am I missing? I'm I feel like I'm taking on quite a bit, but you can always take on a little bit more. Is live streaming a good place to start? Is Instagram Reels a good place to reach out to consumers? Should we be putting more effort into educating consumers or educating industry professionals so then they can go out and educate consumers? Maybe that will have a more uh, a, a larger effect on on the whole. I, I don't know. These are these are all questions. And when it comes to when it comes to all this stuff, you always say be active. You always say do, be, make sure you're active every day. Be doing activities, productive activities to further your business and things like that. And these are things that I view as productive activities to further the business. But I don't know if it's going to work, which is kind of fun. Because I know that when it comes to marketing and branding and advertising and things that everything's just a big experiment. And then mm -hmm. you get the data back and you see what works and what didn't and what you can refine and what you can't and things like that. So it's a lot of number crunching and data gathering based on the content that you're putting out. So from you to me, talking to somebody who has the know-how, who knows how to create pretty solid content, 
where should I start? What should I focus on? Where would you point other mortgage professionals who maybe aren't quite as advanced when it comes to the, the, the gear and the setup and the content creation, things like that? So the very first thing you have to remember is none of it really matters if you don't have consistency. Mm -hmm. The biggest fail that people do is they put out their first reel and they get tens and tens of views and they get discouraged and they say that doesn't work. And then they if will it's look the at first the, reel. Tens is a lot. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> but, but you've got to understand. So here's a couple of things. Consistency is key and content is king mm -hmm. and activity breeds activity. And I think that you should write those maybe either not on your background, but you could sure. do it, but put it in front of you to where you see that because the only person that can control consistency is you. Absolutely. The only person that can breed activity is somebody who is doing activity. Now, with those things being said, the answer is pretty simple. And you've got to remember every single one of these systems that you're dealing with, that you just mentioned that you're mm -hmm. going into are nothing more than software systems. Yeah. What it's doing is it's seeing, are you going to be consistent? Can I rely on you now? If you'll think about it this way, let's say that you uh, were mentioning earlier, you were men mentioning the uh, alphabet company for the long form video. Yes. When you do that, and you're using that system, that system knows when you go on, when you upload, when you record, it knows everything about it. And what it has to do, the only way that it works, because how much do you pay uh, to use Facebook? What does it cost? What, a year, what do you cost? 100% of nothing. 100% of nothing. Yeah. So if its job is to sell advertisement space, and that's the only way that it remains in business, then it has to have business partners that are consistent. And by being consistent, it can rely on you now, and then it will help you build an audience. Now, obviously your content has to be something that is appealing of course. to not necessarily the masses, but to an audience. So maybe uh, not everybody is into uh, I don't, superheroes. I'm using uh, right there off of your screen, yep. but I will tell you that there's enough people that it's made Marvel uh, movies an absolute fortune. Now, that's that's the number one consistency. If it's not consistent, the way that I explain it to most people across the country is, if you'll think about it this way, if you'll think about, let's see, your favorite television show. Being, and I'll tell you, I'm I'm rewatching Boston Legal all over mm -hmm. again. If you've never seen it, you need to watch it. But if you'll think about it, when it came out, um, if it didn't come out on a consistent basis at the same time at the same day, then I can't plan my life around it. And after a couple of times, I probably won't pay attention to it. And if they play the sense. same exact uh, episode week after week after week, I'm not going to pay attention to it. So. It's consistency number one, and it's not just to your audience. It's to oh, the software. You talk about a TV show. Um, I'm thinking back, back to my childhood. Uh, maybe not all the way back to your childhood, but um, it's kind of funny that we're applying TV guide principles to current day. Movies. It's what trained us, right? That's where we got trained. Yeah. We were we were trained 
by and, and we have to start thinking about these things. The people who are putting out content have to start thinking about these things. They have to start thinking about what it is. So, you know, I'll give you a prime example. It's one of the things I talk about, you know, um, if you're going to put something on in the evening, if you're going to put content out, if you're going to be an evening podcast, mm -hmm. then it needs to be funny. We've been trained yeah. ever since the beginning when, and, and you talk about our different audiences. So let's say mine was uh, way back in the Johnny Carson and David Letterman and all of that. Yours, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy sure. Fallon, Conan O'Brien. So that's what we've already been trained to. That's what we're expecting. Whether we realize it or not, subconsciously, that's what we want in the evening. We don't want to know that we bombed Syria last night and you know all of these things right before we go to bed. We want something to relax us, something to make us laugh, something to make those endorphins and dopamine hit. So I can go to bed peacefully. So, so from a mortgage professional's perspective, obviously in a dream world, every piece of content that we produce would be the epitome of infotainment at its finest. But this is not going to happen. So when it comes to educational and informational stuff, we're going to be leaning more into morning and afternoon posting as opposed to evening when people are expecting more entertainment, even if they're expecting it subconsciously. You are 100% accurate, but we also need to look at the things of who the host is. That's a big thing. This is where you're going to dominate. That's a problem I can't change. No, no, you're going to dominate <laughs> with this. And you always have the people who watch you. I, I mean, it's one of those things because for me doing a podcast, this is a very different scenario. I don't get any feedback. I don't, I yeah. can't see the faces. I can't see the eyes, but what I do get is, you know, when I got the email the other day that I forward to you, you know, from one of our viewers that says, yeah. Hey, this is an issue or this showed up or whatever it was, then it's like, Holy shit. People are watching this. People I was going to say that was one more person who's paying attention than I anticipated. There you go. <laughs> That's phenomenal. So, but here's what I, here's the point that I, so are you old enough to remember Ferris Bueller's day off? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and I can't think of his name right now, which is a damn Ben Stein. Mm -hmm. So Ben Stein played a perfect part in that character. Uh, Bueller, mm -hmm. Bueller. So how long are you going to listen to that guy? Now, education, no matter what it is, can be made entertaining. And I try and do that every single day and everything that I do. So where you have uh, benefits, you've got an amazing voice. You've got a great appearance. You're somebody that everybody can relate to. I want to go to a ball game with you. I want to go to a hockey game with you, you know, whatever that may be. You are funny enough to make the education that you're helping people with to where it's something that I want to pay attention to. Because two people can say the same exact thing but it's in the delivery of whatever it is. Yeah. And if one is Ben Stein and the other one is Mike Ferrasi, I can watch Mike Ferrasi a whole lot longer than I can watch Bueller. Understood. Bueller. Yeah. And, and I don't want this to be a purely selfish conversation. I want to give a little tip to anybody out there who's starting to create content on their own, especially if it's video content. Script yourself. I'm not saying read off of a script as no. you shoot your video necessarily, but script your video, then read through it and try to find a way to say what you want to say in less words and then rewrite that At and a then very maybe least. even do it again. 
because there is a real art. Rehearse. There's a real art to delivering a message in the fewest amount of words possible. And I was on a conference call the other day with Neil Dinga. He's been very successful with uh, with the Instagram reels and, and, and different strategies like that. And he said, the way that you grab somebody, it's been shown time and time again, the way that you get somebody to watch something from, from you on Instagram, the first sentence has to be at a fourth grade reading level. Yes. And the posts that he did where the first sentence was at a fourth grade reading level, the viewer retention was like 300% multiple versus things that were more adult reading level. And when it comes to mortgage and real estate, we're introducing a lot of complex ideas a lot of the time. And if you can really drill that down to it, it's really easy for me because I got a nine-year-old here. So I have the fourth grader to, <laughs> to test on to see if she understands it. But if you can really drill down to elementary reading levels, at least with your lead-ins and things like that, then that's going to allow people to stay for the more complex type of explanation. Agreed. So um, I always tried to run stuff by my wife because um, she has no clue about the mortgage industry and she doesn't want to. God bless her. Um, I fully support that, by the way. <laughs> it's just I don't want it to suck her in too. Right. But um, I always ran stuff by her to see if she understood it. And that was kind of my barometer. Um, until I heard the data from Neil saying that maybe maybe I should lower my barometer too. Maybe I should be catering to elementary school students uh, for at least for the initial lead-ins to, to get people interested in stuff. It has to be very easy to understand or eye-catching or something like that. And I thought that was I thought that was really insightful and it was it was a way that I had not thought about leading into more complex ideas when creating content. I agree. You've got to have a hook. And, and I think, you know, and, and there's so many people out there to watch and follow and see what it is to help you refine and find your style. Um, you know, uh, me personally, I, 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 I am more of a Gary V. I, I like yep. his style. I like his heart as opposed to the, um, you know, the, the, the hard push sales, you know, uh, the screaming uh, car people and things like that. Agreed. Um, and I, I think that that's something that, that people should do, can do to help them refine their style on what their delivery is. Um, I think that one of the, the biggest faults that people have is not educating themselves. So when you watch other people that are successful with this, in everything that you see, you're getting some sort of an education on it mm -hmm. uh, to help yourself refine either do this or don't do that. And then it's also being able to pay attention to the ones that are able to withstand the test of time and the ones that are going to be in and out in a flash and paying attention to that and realizing who's going to last the how many how many years have you been watching Barry Habib? I mean, I can tell you I've been watching him for almost 30 years. Yeah, very long time. How many people have come and gone in between that time that that people have said, oh, my God, have you seen Todd Smith or, you know, whatever it is? So 
I, I think that that's something that's quite important also. Um, there's only a few people who can make it in the shock factor kind of business. Sure. Agreed. Um, so commitment and longevity. What do you think the key to longevity is? Is it simply just commitment? No. I, well, yes and no. It's it's commitment to honing and refining and expanding your craft on a daily basis, whatever that may be. So um, one thing that I will tell you that no matter what that I absolutely love is, again, with Barry Habib, mm -hmm. no matter what it is, he tells you the truth, but he puts a positive edge not a spin, but a positive edge on everything yeah. that he does. Now, there's other people in our business. There's people that are right up north of you that use that um, uh, something that I'm not a, I'm not a fan of. I don't like the the fact that uh, we talk about how horrible uh, Zillow did today. We talk about yeah. uh, it, and it's just trying to grab. So, I, and obviously, there's an audience for that. There's an audience for almost anything. I just and the I negative headlines are going to get more clicks. I, for me personally, I don't want to be involved with that. Now, I will tell you what I think is mm -hmm. for longevity, for uh, uh, commitment, is if you figure out who it is, and you, you, I think you'll understand if you have longevity or if you're going to be um, a temporary, you're going to be a one-year, you're going to be a two-year kind of thing. And I think that um, I think that we are seeing that a tremendous amount now in anybody who is in the public eye, whether it be uh, news, whether it be uh, shock jock, you know, any of those things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, in my opinion, the world is missing more of the substance than the shock. And when I say I missing, I mean you. they truly are. They are missing the days when they could watch whoever it was that was relating the news to us on a daily basis when we knew that we could trust that person. I was um, just going to say, I, I, I miss when I could turn on the news and trust the person talking to me. No, there's no question about it. Yeah. And I think that you have to be that person, um, you know, to, you know, I, I was talking to a guy yesterday that was with a competing company and we were talking about one of the people who are higher ups in his company. Mm -hmm. And uh, this person actually, you know, we were talking one time on the phone and this person actually bragged to me about um, uh, the movie, The Big Short. Did you, yeah, I assume yeah. you saw that. Do you remember the part about the two mortgage guys that were in South Florida and yep. just how... After you watch that part, you're like, I, I got to go take a shower. I got to go it was take a just shower. Gross. I, just gross. I actually had a guy that works with this company brag about he should sue the the producers of that movie because they copied him exactly. That was him. <laughs> he was that broker. And I'm thinking to myself, if I was, I would never brag to anybody that, that was, that, you know. So I think that that's something um, that we all have to think about. Um, Am I in this for the short run? Am I in this for the long run? And me personally, most everything that I do, I want to be in it for the long run. I don't want to be in it for the short run. And you hear it time and time again. I'm a I'm a big consumer of of YouTube creators. So yep. I, I get a lot of my inf my my entertainment from YouTube as opposed to television shows and things like that. And you hear it from the hugely successful.
creators all the time. It only took me eight years to become an overnight success. Exactly. Because <laughs> once somebody finds someone, oh, well, I've never heard of them before. They must be, they must have been doing these crazy numbers overnight. But no, like Mr. Beast, who just hit 100 million subscribers and is yes. doing all sorts of things with many, many companies that he's built and making a fortune selling cheeseburgers. Did you see cheeseburgers and chocolate bars, man? It's unbelievable. Did you see the audience that was waiting yes. to get a cheeseburger? Yes. It was the, yeah, because it was their first in person location before it was all done off of, I forget what they call, what they call them, Go, ghost kitchens or, yes. or something like that. I, yeah. I forget, it, was, it was delivery only, it was closed, closed door type of thing. And they had tens of thousands of people showing up to buy a cheeseburger just because they were able to, because it had his name on it. But, most people don't realize that the guy started 10, 11, 12 years ago yep. making videos in his in his bedroom at his parents' house talking to nobody. And it's it really is a long game play. So very to, much so. To, to anybody out there who's really trying to commit to creating more content and things like that, don't be discouraged. Try not to get discouraged with your tens of views. And and just remember that tens of views isn't always bad and it only takes one video i just saw a video from a uh a channel on youtube called think media they do a lot of a lot of really good uh content for the creators and kind of how to hack algorithms and and tips and tricks and things like that and it was a video all about how the algorithms on all social media platforms pretty much have changed and you no longer need tons and tons of followers for something to take off correct you just you just got to hit that sweet spot one time. And it might take you 150 videos to hit that sweet spot one time, but you do hit that sweet spot one time and it blows up. And, and then that's kind of what you're looking for. You're not going to get 5,000 views per video. You're going to get five to 50 views per video until one video gets like 50,000. That's just how it works. But then also you've got to realize that, that, Again, this is programmed information. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to sell ad space on what it is that you're putting out. So if you're putting out misinformation, disinformation, if you're putting out different times, if you're doing all of these things, either count for you or count against you, uh, I will tell you, I mean, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen the videos for Knuckle Bump Farms? No, I haven't. Little girl, probably in her 20s, dressed in bib overalls. Gotcha. And it's that freaking emu named Emmanuel Todd Lopez that comes and starts pecking at the uh, at, at the iPhone. You should look at it. It's really funny. Okay. So what she's trying to do is she's trying to educate. She runs a farm for uh, miniature animals. So I'm not kidding you. Her, the cows on her farm are like a foot and a half tall. <laughs> and uh, But there is an emu that its name is Emmanuel Todd Lopez. She's named the emu that distinctly that for some reason he hates the camera and he will attack <laughs> the iPhone camera. And it's, you've got to go watch him because you will die laughing because she out? will sit there and she will say, Emmanuel Todd Lopez, make <laughs> good decisions. No, don't, you know, so again, it is honest. It is pure. It is educational. Cool. 
it is not necessarily shock factor. The shock factor lasts for a little while. Uh, the other thing that I want people to pay attention to in building this mm-hmm. is, um, yes, you said you hit the nail right on the head. So your videos are going to get 4,000, 5,000 views. You'll get one that hits 50,000, then it'll drop yeah. back down. Don't get discouraged about that. That wasn't necessarily you. That was the system trying to promote you, trying to help, and it will help find the right time to do that. The other one is, is don't fall don't fall guilty of thinking that views actually means content. Don't fall victim of thinking that uh, somebody who has 700,000 views on a video mm-hmm. is actually doing something with it as opposed to, I mean, I, I've got some of the people that I train and teach. Uh, I, I've got a woman, believe it or not, that's like sitting at 9 million views. Her typical is 10,000, 12,000, 15,000. She's sitting at 9 million views teaching women how to put makeup on. So it is, and what happens is a lot of these people get discouraged. Oh my God, I had 10 million on this one and now I'm only getting 30 or 40,000. It is the system seeing that you're being consistent, that you're putting out and it's saying, this is the one, let's try pushing this one. And let's see And if you're just getting started out, knock a few zeros off of those numbers and it all translates just the same. And there's well, nothing and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has to start at zero. I'll give you a hack right now. You're gonna start doing your very first reels. Yeah. The biggest hack inside of reels is consistency. And if you will hit 28 days of consistency, mm-hmm. you will watch, you will watch. If you will do this, I want to meet back in 28 days, 30 yeah. days, and talk about this. As long as you're putting out a short form video, especially right now, while there is this massive battle going on between Meta, Alphabet, and TikTok, massive battle going on for audience. And for those who don't know, Meta is Instagram and Facebook, Alphabet is Google, YouTube. And and TikTok, it is a it is a short term is a what is it a short form. form content battle royale right now. It's insane. If you will do this, if you will put out, and I've got a little hack for you to do this, mm-hmm. but if you'll do that and you'll release one every single day, my suggestion is two thirty p.m. when you when you release it. Okay. But if you'll do it every single day, what happens is your first one, the one you're going to do today, will get tens and tens of views, just yep. like the Mayhem commercial says. Absolutely. If you'll, if you'll do it consistently, consistently, sorry. Mm-hmm. For seven days, the double figures turn into triple figures very quickly. In between that seven and 14 days, it turns into four times uh, the number. If you'll do a consistency in two weeks, it turns into five digit views. And then by the time you get to that 28th to 30th day of consistency, because now they can rely on you. Now I know that I can sell ads on this video. If you'll do it for that 28 to 30 day consistency, you'll start hitting five digits in views with the Mm -hmm. same exact amount of followers, with the same exact content with that. It's because I can now rely on you. My business is built on people putting out good content. And I can't rely on somebody who puts out one video every, you know, four months. But what I can do is I can rely on somebody who puts out content the same time every single day. It has a following. It has an audience. I will promote this to more people. And what I will do as the owner of this software system is 
I will see that you're doing this and I will put you in front of a greater audience than you've ever seen before because I am in it for me wanting to sell ad space. And then in addition to consistency, we know that we need to be putting content out that people want to see. Uh, from a mortgage and real estate perspective, we're in a powerful situation where we have an endless amount of tips on how to save people money. And everybody always wants to know how to save people money or make more money. Uh, what other type of industry related or even tangentially related topics do you see doing well when it comes to short form content? It's a number of things. One of the things that's been hitting for quite some time is uh, uh, makeup and apparel has been yep. doing just absolutely amazing. Uh, one thing that that I'm seeing, because there's an audience for everything, whatever strange, weird thing you can think of, there's an audience for that. So figure out what that is. But uh, what people are wanting and needing is some sort of affirmation. So mm -hmm. there is a tremendous amount of uh, online, whether it be podcast videos, whatever it may be, uh, health and wellness. There is a tremendous amount of anything to do with culinary. Um, mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the number one viewed, number one, number one watched uh, pieces of content is anything with culinary. There are people that are building complete empires off of something as simple as teaching somebody how to make pancakes or whatever that may be. Um, I will tell you one of the things that I think is going to, it has been, but one of my predictions is it's going to get even bigger mm -hmm. is if you give people life tips, if you give them simple, easy things, it's going to make their life better. Uh, you know, I, I watched a video yesterday, one of my real estate agents put out and I'm laughing so hard at this. She said, if you forget to leave the butter out to make it soft for dinner, let me give you this hack. Mm -hmm. And the hack was taking a uh, warm glass jar, taking that warm glass jar and putting it on top of the stick of butter. And in five minutes, your butter is warm for dinner tonight. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm watching this thing grow in views. I'm watching it just ding, 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 ding. And I'm thinking to myself, how much easier would it have been to put that butter in the microwave for 15 <laughs> seconds instead of this five minute? But it's that's not the thing. It is those little life hacks. It is those little things that help people every single day. And I think that there's ways that people can do this no matter what. One of the things that I uh, teach and preach to real estate agents is you can save marriages. You can save marriages mm -hmm. if you will do something this simple and easy. Now, every single day, real estate agents have to go out for coffee. They have to go out for lunch. They have to meet people for meetings, things like that. If they would start relaying that information. So if you would start doing things like, tell me where's a good place to have lunch. Where is a good place to have dinner? If you will tell me Maggiano's is the best Italian food around, here's what's going to happen. Because you do this, you live this yourself, even at your young age. Yeah. You get off work, you come home from the office, whatever it is, you walk in and uh, your wife says something about, I'm getting hungry. Are you getting hungry? And you say, yes, of course. And she says, what do you want? And you say, I don't care. What do you want? She's going to say, you pick. You're going to say, okay, let's go down to the Chinese place or let's order from the Chinese place. She's going to say, mm -hmm. no, I don't want Chinese. 
You're going to say, okay, all right, let's get barbecue. It's just as good. It's right down the street. She's going to say, I, I don't want barbecue. And you're going to say, okay, well, let's go get Italian. And she's going to say, I, I don't really want Italian. We had Italian yesterday. And then you're going to say, what is it you do want? She's going to say, I don't care. You pick. And you're going to say, I pick three things you can't even make up. So here's what it's happens. It's like Johnny lives in our walls. Here's what happens. If Sue Smith, real estate agent from Remax Southwest, mm -hmm. puts out a post today and said, I just went to Maggiano's today and they've got the best Italian food in this area. You guys owe it to yourself. Now, when I walk in the door, when I walk in from the office, whatever, and I say to my wife and she says, I'm hungry, what do you want? I'm going to say, we're going to go to Maggiano's. Sue Smith told me today that it was the best Italian food in the area. Now, here's one thing that just happened. I kind of gave affirmation. I didn't come up with it. My wife is the one, I'm sorry, the real estate agent is the one yeah. that said, this is what you need. This is where it's good. Things like mm -hmm. that. So my wife, who is always in competition, is going to say, okay, well, let's see if she's right. Let's see if it is the best. I was going to say, if it's no good, it's not your fault anymore. There you go. So easy <laughs> thing. Marriages could be saved. But yeah, uh, you're already on the right track. Um, the one thing that you did that I want to make sure that the audience understands mm -hmm. is I hear this excuse a lot and I don't want people to use it. You know what? I'm going to start doing a podcast as soon as I get the right microphone, as soon as I get the right yeah. camera, I'm going to start doing videos. As soon as I get the right software, as soon as I get the right mixing board, uh, you know, if make you it, I'm going to make it very clear. I invested in the microphone and a mixing board and all of this stuff because I have a photographer's slash videographer's case of gas. And for those who don't know what gas is, it's gear acquisition syndrome. It exists in every expertise, but especially in photography and videography, I got all this gear not because I need it to make great content because I really enjoy it and I really yep. enjoy using it. And I do enjoy leveling up the, the look, sound and feel of things, but it's not because it's necessary. If you want to make content, you got everything you need right here. You, you, you really, really do. And at the end of the day, if you went to a five-star restaurant and ordered the signature dish and what was put on the plate in front of you was just plain unappetizing. And the head chef came out and said, it's because my favorite knives are out being sharpened. Would that matter to you at all? Like only the poorest of creators are going to blame their tools. Yes. So if you want to make something decent, you can make something even more than decent with your iPhone. The technology is there. We're at the point now to where I'm thinking about hooking up my iPhone as a, another camera in here, just because the camera that it comes with is so dang good. They shoot complete movies using iPhones. It is an absolute wonderful tool. The one thing I will throw in there, if you're going to do anything with video, make mm -hmm. sure that your audio is above par. Uh, one of the things by using, and, and I don't know the name uh, off the top of my head, but it's very easy. If you'll type into the Googler um, uh, iPhone 
Bluetooth mics, Amazon. You'll mm -hmm. find the little ones that plug into the bottom. It's a Bluetooth device. Buy the one with two lapel mics. That way you can always have somebody on video with you. Sure. But it, people will put up, and we know this. We saw this when that horrible movie uh, Blair Witch Project came out. <laughs> We will put up with horrible video as long as we've got good audio. So make sure your audio is above par, no ifs, ands, or buts, and do a lot of testing. I love it when you said rehearse because that's one of the things. Before I go on stage anywhere, I rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. I make sure I go through it in my head. I do it in my mirror in my hotel room, whatever it is. Do the same thing with your video. If you're going to shoot video with this, Shoot the video, do it two or three times, listen to it. See if you would listen to it. If Personally, you would I've written hundreds of scripts for myself at this point, and not once have I ever read through the first draft of a script and thought, yeah, that's great. I like bullet points for awesome. the scripts. When I first started doing video, when Frank Gray and Brian Stevens pushed me into doing video years ago, I actually thought that I needed a um, teleprompter and uh, I would read the scripts and I actually had the remote where I could control the speed and everything. Yep. And not only did I really feel like uh, uh, Ron Burgundy, but uh, I, it actually, you know, kind of was uh, this idiot will read anything you put in front of. Yeah. Him. yeah. You know, one what of those I found when it comes to the teleprompters, um, teleprompter, I have a teleprompter. It's right over there. Um, hooked up to my other camera that I use more for talking head videos as opposed to the podcast stuff. And it's just a two, it, it's a one-way mirror. So the camera can see through the backside of it yep. and in front of it, it's a mirror. And then below it, I just lay my iPad with, yep. uh, I, I use an app called Prompt Smart Pro. You actually hook up a little microphone to it and it'll scroll along with your cadence of speech. So you didn't have to control the scroll speed. It's super cool. But I've seen teleprompters be very personal for people. I shoot most of my stuff without one and with a list of bullet points. Um, I've always been a pretty good talker that way and I can get away with it. There are many people who are very uncomfortable in front of a camera who can mm -hmm. put out great content using a teleprompter because that gets them into a comfort zone. It gives them a solid place to come back to and something to focus on so to speak. And uh, I mean, give them both a shot, talk off the cuff, work with some bullet points, work and with if you're script, ever gonna run see for what you like the best. You know, if I'm going into a whole bunch of technical data and there's a bunch of numbers, I'm going to put it on a teleprompter because I, <laughs> I don't want to get anything wrong. If it's a conversation like this, I don't even need bullet points in front of me because I know that we're just going to have a good time and talk about stuff. It's a people. poly. Yeah. hundred percent. So it's, there, there's a time and a place for everything, but Writing if down. You never decide you're going to run for politics. Mm. You must get used to a teleprompter. That's that's a fact. Luckily, I will never have that problem. And then I want to be the person in the back typing on your teleprompter. <laughs> I'll, I'll be your Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh man, Johnny, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the conversation. I know you have a heart out pretty soon, so I don't want to keep you any longer. Um, we're going to get together on some of this other stuff pretty soon anyway but for anybody else out there again just to bring it back to you guys who are looking to create some more content and and focus on things just remember who your audience is if you don't know who your audience is pick one it doesn't matter how small because 
you'd be surprised at how many people there are out there on social media consuming content that would fit into that bucket. But if you just want to talk to first-time homebuyers, if you only want to talk to uh, uh, real estate investors, uh, if you only, like, there's, there's a lot of different niches within the niche of people who may or may not buy a home. There's a lot of different mortgage content that you can create that will resonate with large groups of people. So pick an audience, keep them in mind, deliver some value. And if you sound good and look like you look when people look at you on a FaceTime call on your phone, then that's really all it takes. Be clear, be consistent. No if, ands, or buts. Consistency is key. Rehearse, bullet points, put together what your content is. Uh, it's okay to ab ad lib, but stick with the uh, uh, content that you've already created and always try and be as clear. When I say clear, don't talk about real estate this week and automobiles the week after that and then something completely different. Uh, kind of like Mike says at the beginning of this thing, we're a mortgage podcast by mortgage people to talk to the mortgage audience, talk to real estate. That's what our job is. So be consistent in that. Awesome. Thanks a lot, everybody, for watching. Appreciate you. And Johnny, we'll talk to you next time. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks.